Hi, welcome to Swipers Anonymous, the podcast hosted by me, Anna. And me, Gabby. We both decided to have this show despite having no online dating experience because like many of you, we were curious about it. As a disclaimer, some themes and languages may not be suitable for audiences under the age of 18. The views of the interviewees are not necessarily the views of the hosts and the show. We are not professionals in any way in relationships and the like. Listener discretion is advised. Due to some privacy concerns, some of our interviewees have requested use of a fictitious name for purposes of this podcast. All right. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording. Hi, Anna. Um, today, we were with a special couple. Basically, they are part of the reason why we were inspired to do this podcast because their story, I think, would inspire others. And also, like, Gabs and I, as you guys know, we have never online dated. We've only stolen our friends' phones and looked at it or sometimes <laughs> swiped on their behalf. And so we've sort of been curious about it and wanting to know from a newbie's perspective what online dating is like and what it's all about. Yeah. So today we have with us Liz and James. Hi, Liz and hi, James. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. You guys want to just give like a short background on, on who you guys are? Sure. So my name is James. Uh, recently, uh, Liz and I got married and I think the interesting thing about that. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, uh, Liz and I did meet uh, on, on Tinder, which uh, surprises some people still. Yeah. My name is Liz, and I run ProjectVanity.com, which is a beauty magazine. And in her element, which is a proudly Filipino made skincare line that promises maximum glow for minimum effort. <laughs> so that's <laughs> how I usually introduce myself. I have a very standard introduction. But yeah, I mean, we're really happy to be here and really excited to share our story. All right. Okay, guys, you want to start off yeah, with the first I mean, question? Actually, I'm going to base it off what James said previously, that it shocks people, right? So you get a natural reaction when people say, so how mm-hmm. do if you meet? I'm assuming it's like, how do you meet? And you say Tinder and they're like, no. Or is that exaggerated? What do you mean by it shocks people? You know, I think to your point, uh, there is a stigma to uh, to online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has to do with if you watch old shows like How I Met Your Mother, and mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if uh, Friends had it, but basically, online dating is something that losers do. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> you can't meet somebody in real life, right? Yeah. Um, then in more modern shows, like the one that comes to mind recently is uh, this show called Upload on Amazon. Basically, mm. it's a kind of a hookup thing so it's a bit sleazy you know you 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 do it so that you can have sex right Mm -hmm. with with strangers so that's kind of the stigma it's kind of the stigma that's attached to uh, online dating and so uh when they see people sort of taking it to the finish line i think it surprises people i I think it's also because um, well that but also a lot of people are shocked that we got matched there because we are Super perfect for each other. Oh, that's um, <laughs> We don't say that. Um, if you, I mean, Anna's our good friend, and you yeah. know from yeah. the moment that we met that the match was near perfect. Not to say that we never had challenges in the relationship, but it's very rare and mostly resolved really fast. So the ideal match up between the two of us happening on Tinder 
with such a very random algorithm. I think that's what people are surprised by. Like, really, they're not like some mutual friend or some mutual interest mm-hmm. in, or a hobby or something, but really through Tinder. So I think that's the other shocking thing about it. I mean, speaking as someone from IT, I know that data analytics is big now. And I, I don't know anything <laughs> about Tinder's algorithm, but I'm assuming the further we progress in this, the better the matching will become. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, um, Jake, computers are just yeah. better than people at setting people up. <laughs> we have actually a very different experience. James will tell you about it. But my experience, my first time there, so there's not a lot of data yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first time there, uh, and within an hour, I found him, and we started chatting, and then we met the same day. So on my part, I did not have a lot of personal data yet there because I'm sure it gathers over time. Mm-hmm. Although it does connect to your Facebook, so there's also that. But yeah, um, it was really just a very quick sort of experience for me. But for James, it's different, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's completely different. Um, you know, I, I like to say that you know I engineered meeting Liz, and Anna <laughs> knows this story that uh, yeah. the fundamental difference between modern online dating and traditional dating is that the pool that you have access to is so much bigger because right. you're not confined to a sort of your geographical location. You're not confined to your friend network, right? Mm-hmm. So. From probably dozens of romantic choices that our parents used to have, we literally have millions of choices. Yeah. Uh, and also, because there's no sort of social bonds that are at stake when yeah. we fail at a relationship, the Correct. cost of failing, our relationship fails also. So um, I remember I was reading the, the Everything Store at the time, the book about Amazon and Jeff Bezos and he said something about how finding a wife is about deal flow. So it's like venture capital. You want to have as many deals cross your plate as possible. <laughs> so what I did was I set up a system. Essentially, I actually adopted um, some principles from a guide on how to get laid on Tinder. What? Right? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but, I, but I adopted it to find a relationship instead of trying to get laid, right? Correct. So, uh, when it was the, the system? So this, the first part of the system is that you swipe right on everyone. You don't, okay. you don't even look at a profile. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. You are the, the first person that said that. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about executional discipline. Because the thing is, if you take the time to browse a profile, it will take you 10 to 100 times longer than the action of swiping right. And the probability that the person swiped right on you also is low. So there's very little ROI in actually reviewing the profile. So it makes a lot more sense to swipe right on everyone and then just unmatch profiles after. Do you think, Uh, James, that that kind of lessens the the paradox of choice? Where like, because you're faced with so many choices, maybe you don't swipe right on any of them? So yeah, if yeah. you swipe right on all of them and get more information, maybe you can figure it out later on. I, I will say first that this works for a man. I don't know. Okay. Again, this is adopted from a guide on how to get laid, right? So the system works. <laughs> you swipe right on everyone. Uh, at the end of the day, you unmatch everyone that you don't like, that you yeah. match with. Okay. Uh, and then you just send them aggressive texts to just try to get them in bed with you. That's the basic idea. And then the ones that don't respond well, you unmatch. And there's another thousand people the next day. Right? Okay. So, wait, okay. Yeah, so when my, you say aggressive text, what is this aggressive? Well, I, oh, no. the, the, the guide itself wasn't explicit, but basically, uh, I think, I imagine you just tell them what you want, right? So uh, it's basically being forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so for me, my, my, uh, my, my model was a bit different. So, 
I swipe right on everyone uh, and then just unmatched at the end of the day, uh, people that I don't like. Um, my second filter is that the lady has to message first. Um, oh. I, I like because I, I wanted someone aggressive, someone who um, knows what they want. And Wait, then, to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, James was not following the guidebook to get laid. He was following it to find a relationship. He just yeah, so this the was principle. The, yeah. Wait, James, was this the intent? Was this the intent, James? Yeah, yeah. The intent guide on how to get laid and changed it into a guide to find someone. Yeah. Just just to be clear for the audience. <laughs> this this reminds okay. this reminds me of one of those Joe Rogan podcasts when he was talking to Ben Shapiro. And they have completely different views wherein Joe Rogan's like, no before you find a wife, you just got to like do what James did, cast a white net. And then when you find mm-hmm. someone that you actually feel like, wow, I can't live without this person. Of course, this is a very like shallow version of what Joe Rogan said, but that was his premise, right? Whereas someone like Ben Shapiro is like, no, the decision is I want to find a wife and then you start searching. It's not like, oh, I'm going to like mess around first. And then when I find someone and I'm like, oh, I can't live without mm-hmm. this person, then maybe I'll think about having a wife. It's the opposite. So where do you feel you would be in that spectrum? Would it be more towards like a, a... It's a very binary way of looking at things, right? Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. engineer your life and understand what it is you need. Like for me, as Anna knows, um, I have really, really big ambitions about what I want to build in the world. And I was looking yeah. for somebody who had that as well, who had yeah. something she wanted to build as well, uh, but would also provide you know, the, we could support each other. In, so you're looking in, for a partnership, a true and complete partnership, not just yeah. as a relationship. So, so that, was, uh, that sort of joint purpose and drive was critically important because uh, yeah. you can't be with somebody that you don't respect. So that's kind of, uh, I think that's one of the key things that, that I was looking for and I didn't have the time to waste on a shallow relationship because I'm too busy building something important. Yeah. Uh, basically, sorry, just to go back to the point, right? Uh, so the last filter was the lady has to impress me in two sentences. Oh. Basically, yeah. So I met Liz in about three weeks of being on Tinder. But within that time, with that model, I must have gone through, I, I think it was like 2,000 profiles a day. There was no limit yet in Tinder. Whoa, okay. I did not know that. Okay. I didn't so, even know there was a limit on Tinder. What's the limit on Tinder? There is now. I, I don't know. I, because people were doing the match everyone, right? So mm-hmm. okay. uh, that's why they put a limit. So imagine 2,500 times. Uh, three weeks. So that's... so that's hundreds of thousands of first dates in the span of three weeks. And well, yeah, that's what okay. a lot of people don't understand about mm-hmm. Tinder. I compressed about 20 years worth of dating <laughs> and I found this. So, you know, I tell people this system all the time, but they don't understand it. Like they don't, I think they I don't think, get it. I think people are just like, mm-hmm. wow, this is so cold and calculating. Yes. How yeah. can you but it's not. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is cold and calculating. Yeah, but I it's mean, just, it's, it's based on math, yeah, but, but it's, it's it mathematics. Works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but and also you you hurt less people that way because they're not even aware that you're like nope, <laughs> you know. Like I think that you're not hurting anyone in that sense. But um, I'm just curious, what was the two sentences Liz said to you that uh, got you? Oh, so two things. This one we all—it's really really funny because before you say that, I found James's profile, and what I was looking for specifically was someone who also had had ambition because. I wanted to also build something for myself. You know, I was doing good work already. I mean, mm-hmm. and so I was looking for someone with a lot of ambition, also in an upward trajectory. 
And uh, when I saw James's profile, I thought, oh, okay, that's really interesting. He, I remember your suit. You're wearing a suit then. And you know, on Tinder, it's like half naked men. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to say yes to the fully clothed one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy will stress well. And I saw that he liked science fiction. And for me, science fiction books were very fundamental to how I developed as a person. And um, I messaged him instantly as soon as I saw the profile that he liked science fiction and Asimov. I think you mentioned a particular author. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I messaged you immediately. So you like science fiction. That was the first thing I said, right? Yeah. So you like science fiction. And so that's how it started for me. Yeah. So for mm. me, the, the, two, the two messages were, so you like science fiction. So picked my interest immediately. So I, and I asked her, you know, so what do you read? And this is a funny story because I thought it was going to be not, not lesser science fiction, but like sort of popular science fiction at the time. Like, Hunger Games or something. Yeah. And then she came back and said, oh, you know, my favorite is Dune. It's like uh, one of the iconic uh, yeah. fiction works. Uh, and the movie's coming out soon, which we're super excited about. But anyway, so so yeah, that was, uh, we went on a date on the same day. I, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he said to me, I'm going to be in Fort because he lives in Mandaluyong. And he said, and I said, I live in Fort. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be in Fort. To um, sign checks, sign some checks, yeah. sign some checks at eight in the evening, and I'm yeah. like, it's Sunday. On a Sunday, in my head, <laughs> my head, I'm like, what liar this is yeah. on a Sunday. Now, now she knows it works. <laughs> you must Sunday. really like me, and he was actually signing checks that evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, we ended up meeting at eight, eight thirty in the evening. Yeah, yeah, at that time. yeah, that Sunday. Liz, I have a question. At 8.30 in the evening, first time to meet someone who you don't even speaking to for a short while, did that make you feel uncomfortable in any way? Um, did you have like a friend on standby who knew exactly where you were, give you a call? Like, did you feel unsafe? You know, yeah. you're a single female and you're meeting a man you don't know at 8.30 in the evening. Or were you mm-hmm. like, no, I like this guy. I'm just, I just trust him. <laughs> Mostly it's like my sleeping time. I sleep really early, so I almost didn't go because I'm like, do I like him this much to you know pass my bedtime? Like just something <laughs> on, on Sunday, like. Mm. But I really liked him, so uh, and I was pretty sure that someone who would read such books probably isn't an axe murderer. Not that we have it. <laughs> <laughs> I was <a> few, you- <laughs> <laughs> you trusted your gut. You, you you had a good gut feeling about James. And we didn't meet in a public place, so it was all right. And it, okay. you know, I always just walk away if I felt weird about it. Yeah. yeah. What about you, James? Did you feel like, oh no, what if it's not really her? What if she's catfishing me? Did you did you worry about that? <laughs> well, not really. I uh, I did background check her on Facebook, and then we had a lot of common friends. Uh, obviously, uh, she's a public person because of the blog, so. Uh, I thought it was highly unlikely that uh, that it was a fake person. Okay. So when you told me, and I always tell the story, when you told us about meeting Liz, I remember because you were just like, there's this girl, she's so amazing, she matches me in all these ways, and I met her on Tinder, and I was like, yeah, right. Like, I didn't believe you. <laughs> so when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, he wasn't lying. <laughs> she, she really does. Yeah. But yeah, so um, before you guys joined Tinder, where was your head at? Where was your heart at? What yeah. pushed you? Was it a friend or, or were you guys just like, as James said earlier, a bit tired and wanted something a little more mathematical, I guess? Well, for me, I just came from a really bad mm-hmm. breakup and I was just back on the market, I guess. <laughs> I don't like to say that, but I was just really thinking I should see more people. You know, I've been in the seven-year relationship. We were going to get married and all of that. And 
you know, it was over. And so I thought yeah. I should do stuff because I haven't done stuff in seven years. And so I went on the dating apps and I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to be with someone for the rest of my life with just a date. You know, I, I wasn't thinking that at all. I was thinking maybe have a good time, meet some new people. Yeah, good conversation. Friends, yeah. Yeah, good conversation. Um, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really think I would meet him at that time. All my friends thought, oh, this, this guy is a, is a rebound. This is not real. You know, this is absolutely not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously it's, you know, we got married and everything together for six years, and it's been amazing. Well, for me, I was also coming from a breakup, as uh, as Anna knows. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the breakup was like three years old. It wasn't three years old, though. Three weeks. Three weeks old. Three weeks. Okay, was three weeks old. Yeah. But I I I was just looking at Tinder because my brother was telling me that it was kind of fun to mm-hmm. you know match with. So, and then I, I researched more about it and then sort of came up with the system and thought, okay, you know, maybe I'll find someone in like six months. And, and yeah, so, so that's why I got on it. So I went to your wedding, right? And I remember <laughs> um, the beautiful vows you guys gave and the story you gave. And I think that this is a good time to segue into that. Basically, you guys sort of found each other almost immediately on Tinder and it kind of feels like it was fate and it was the right time. You guys were both in the right headspace. But I guess for Gabs and the rest of the audience, sort of tell us the times that you guys almost met over the years. And I think because oh, I think okay. that's just adorable. Yeah, Gabs has to hear this. It's, it's an amazing story. Liz, if you want to tell it. I can tell the first time and I, I can tell the second time. <laughs> <laughs> we met, well, almost met two times before the day we did yeah. actually meet. Through common friends? Was this through common friends? The first time was 15. More random. More random than that, guys. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, it's actually when she says one time, uh, it was probably many times when we were <laughs> in the same space because basically uh, she used to go to college in... Uh, UP Manila at the same time I was working with the, with the local gaming authority in Bangor. Mm-hmm. And so on my lunch break, I would go out and have a meal and then uh, go to book sale and, and rescue books. That was my hobby at the time. And I would do that every single day. Me too, and yeah. She would also go to book sale every same single day. And the same yeah. book sale. <laughs> exactly, in the same mall. So there's <laughs> no way that we didn't see each other many times. And- um, and what was the section in book sale that you guys were looking at? The kitchen <laughs> section. I remember this because he did mention that, oh yeah, I always went to book sale in Robinson's because I think we discovered this maybe a year or two after we met each other. We were talking about how we were always in Robinson's Manila because that's where we started working. Like, really? I remember this because there was a science fiction section in book sale that I always would linger at and look at every single time to look for new books. And there was this one guy like standing up, taking so long. <laughs> and just like looking at every single thing, which is what I would do. And he just wouldn't go. And I remember <laughs> this. And I asked him like, what was your uniform back then? Are you wearing a barong? So it was a guy in a blue barong. I said, yeah, that was my uniform. Um, <laughs> I mean, I probably saw him around many, many times, hundreds of times. Because I think you were at Padcore how many years? About the same. Four, four five, years. Five and years I was in college. Four years at the exact same time. Yeah. And he was working. So... That was like the first time, at least I know that I've seen him. He didn't notice me probably. Yeah. <laughs> He's not an observant person. I don't person. think she noticed me either. So I, think I noticed the, you. Yeah. I noticed you. Know, so we almost met many times. Uh, the, the second time. Uh, this one is more specific. 
because I'm a blogger and I do get invited to the launches of things. So 2009 and Newport City just opened. So they invited like some bloggers, we had dinner there. And then at the end of the dinner, we had the Baccarat game at the casino, which wasn't open yet at that time. So all the guests were given chits and stuff and we were all stationed at the Baccarat tables. And James was actually the guy explaining to all of us that this is not a real gambling game. And <laughs> this is not something that is an actual real game where money is exchanged. I remember this. And I just remember, I remember thinking at the time, like, ah, oh, this guy's droning. Oh my God. <laughs> of course, it's not a real game. Whatever. And I didn't really notice him. And you were even at the same dinner table, right? You were sitting at yeah, the same yeah, table. We, we didn't notice each other at all. I just noticed the magician guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the magician guy. <laughs> the magician guy. Who's also a blogger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy. But yeah, so we, we didn't meet at that time. We were probably maybe generally introduced, but we did not remember each other. Again, this was something we remembered later on in the relationship. And, you know, we asked each other, yeah, were you there? Yeah, I was there. And, yeah. So that was the second time. But it's interesting because we talked about it and we really concluded that we probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have liked each other if mm-hmm. we met earlier during those times. Like we, we were so we different. At the right time. Yeah. So it yeah. feels like Tinder was the bridge. Like it actually brought you guys together at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What I mean, you know, I, I what I'm picking up is you guys met early on in your Tinder careers, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what else to call it. Yeah, but um, for those who do go into Tinder looking for a relationship rather than just casual sex, what would be the advice you'd give them if that's what they were looking for, since that's what you were looking for? For me, definitely, as, as I mentioned, fail fast, fail cheap. So uh, think of Tinder as a way to compress your first date into a few seconds instead mm-hmm. of an entire day, right? So you can have crazy high standards now okay. because there are so many choices in the world. The choices are really global now. Like if you get Tinder Plus, and I don't know if they're equivalent in the newer apps, but if you're going to Hong Kong or Singapore or Europe, for example, you can set your location to there so you can pre-match with people when you arrive and have actual dates, right? So again, fail fast, fail cheap. Go through a lot of profiles. Be disciplined. You know, don't settle because the choices are almost infinite. So you can really have high standards. For me, it's also that you have to be highly specific about what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You have to have the laundry list of what you need. If you're looking for a relationship, you have to have that. And you can usually really sense it even before seeing someone, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's just really that you don't have to compromise or settle for, for anything really at this time. I mean, there's so many people out there. And so I think, you know, it's important to be very clear about what you're looking for and what kind of person you need to have in your life. Now, we've been hearing a lot from also our, uh, this is something also that I feel we get very different answers from, like depending on who we're speaking with. So it would be interesting to hear it from a couple who it's worked for, right? But um, Mm -hmm. there are two opposite opinions on how long you should wait before you meet someone Mm -hmm. that you've matched with. Like some are really very strict about, no, they have to start the conversation and the conversation has to be good because definitely if he wants to meet immediately, he probably just wants something casual. Um, But we've also heard people who are like, no, I want to meet them immediately. How does that, I mean, I'm thinking I might know the answer already, but I just just (laughs) want to hear it from you guys. For me again, uh, to use the finance term again, the due diligence happens before, Mm -hmm. uh, before the meeting. So it's really just a question of how sure you are. So with the system that I used, if I was even a little bit unsure, I would just go looking for the next person. So 
I'm predisposed to meeting immediately because mm. the system is there to sort of determine how right the person is. So it's, again, fairly cheap to, to have that first meeting if everything goes over so well. I mean, I'm also all for meeting immediately, I mean, obviously. <laughs> if I'm looking for a textmate, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like a text buddy, you know, someone to message and feel good about or like make cuenta to or like, I mean, I'm looking for a friend, I'm just going to message you, fine. Correct. But if I'm looking for someone to be with, obviously, yeah. the meeting is very crucial to, to sealing that deal, uh, whatever the deal is supposed to be between the mm-hmm. two people. So, so yeah, I, I, I do believe you should yeah. meet immediately as soon as you can yeah. if you really like the person. That's an interesting stance, right, Gabs? Definitely, because they, they're very, um, they know what they want and they go for it. So they're, they're direct. And I guess it's efficient. Yeah, it is well effective. I yeah, want, I, I mean, I, it's their personality. I guess so. Now I'm thinking more. It's more about your personality type. If you're more of a slow burn type person, I mean, then you would probably. I mean, so so there's also this. Uh, I think more than the average person, we're pretty clear about what we yes, want in our life. Yeah. yeah, and one of the key things that I think meshed well with the two of us was that. You know, I was in a previous relationship where I think to the disservice of the relationship, I sort of misrepresented certain things about myself to mm-hmm. avoid mm-hmm. You know, I don't like going out at night, drink alcohol and, and things like that. So, you know, when I went into this whole thing, the first thing that I said was, okay, you know, no more bullshit. I'm just going to be who I am. Yeah, I'm just going to be who I am. And if she doesn't like me, there's a million more that, you know, we can <laughs> right? It's uh, yeah. so cheap to fail. And I think Liz, fortunately, one of her core values is specifically accuracy, but it dovetails with truth, right? So mm-hmm. uh, she's very specific and accurate about the things she says. She, she has no filter. So that sort of radical honesty very early in the relationship, I think, is key to making it work. And I know that's not easy mm-hmm. for everyone. No, but that's it. true. That's definitely yeah. true. I agree. You yeah. have to be really vulnerable and really yeah. put mm-hmm. yourself on the line for what it is you want. And for me, I have to mention this because I was actually looking for this specific message in our Facebook chat, but I can no longer find it. The Facebook chat stopped two months after I met him, which is sad. Oh, no. I was looking for it. I was going to show it during our wedding. But um, I remember this. So the first date went well. We talked for hours. You know, it was, I really like this guy. And yeah. Like, but just before the second date, I remember the day or two after we met, because uh, we were talking about meeting yeah. again, right? We met a few days after. And I messaged him on Facebook, like, hey, I really like you. and um, But I don't have time to play mind games. I don't have time to do the whole dating thing. and like. You so know, if you're not interested, let me know now. Was that it? Yeah. If you're not serious, <laughs> let me know now. Like, I can walk away or we can just have yeah. fun. If that's the deal. And what I really liked about him was that he said, what did you say? Uh, well, I, I said <laughs> that I never even start dating anyone without an eye on a finish line. Mm. Right? I'll play around because I'm too busy to do that. It was the perfect answer yeah. to my question. Because, you know, like for both of us, mm-hmm. there's so many things to do. Love is great to have, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone wants to be loved and everyone wants a good relationship. Yeah. But for me, to have that's not going to come at the cost of the other things I want in my life. This is just one aspect mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. lives. Like, I was telling James the other day, you know, we're married and it's great, you know, we've been together <laughs> for so long. But if today, right now, we uh, separate from each other and we go our own ways, our life would be exactly 
of the same level of quality as when we were together. I mean, yeah. of course, we'll be sad. You won't have a companion. I, I mean, I wouldn't, but, uh, I wouldn't say it exactly that. Like, we could make our lives good, but uh, our lives are infinitely better because we're together. Of course. Like, but, uh, uh, we've, but, we've stood together, you know, through some terrible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, everyone went through terrible things mm-hmm. this year. And, you know, having yeah. having by my side made, made that really, really great. I could have still had an okay life by myself mm-hmm. if I didn't have her, but I wouldn't quite say that it's exactly it would be exactly the same. I think I'm I'm talking about the quality of life, right? Mm-hmm. So like whether we're separate or together, I mean together we're best. But separately, you know, it's fine. So, and I think that's not that's not being cold or that's not being like emotionless about. It. I think that in a relationship it's super important that each person has to have their own thing, like their own yeah. Uh, life where they're fulfilled individually right. mm-hmm. so that yeah. together it's an infinitely better life you know because we're not only the sum of our parts right yeah. yeah i think it's important to have compassion for people who are different i mean basically people who are still finding themselves mm-hmm. you should have those long conversations on tinder i think the important thing for people to know is that again don't treat it like dating before it's not the same mm-hmm. you you know, you don't need to have any bullshit. Because of the problem with dating, which I didn't really like about dating before, is there's so much inauthenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, their guys will pretend to be intellectual when they're not, or girls will pretend to like sports when they don't, right? Yeah. Or, you know, all of this stuff, which leads to kind of the lowest common denominator of a relationship. But again, what a lot of people haven't grasped is really just the infinite choice that's now available and you can use that to your advantage. You can use it to let yourself grow, to meet a lot of interesting people, learn from them, challenge them also, even if it's just in the space of the app, and then grow into yourself and then you'll meet someone good. But the thing is, you cannot treat it like dating before where, you know, within five matches, you'll see some guy, oh, pwede na. And then, you know, meander along in a mediocre relationship as if it was somebody that was introduced to you by a friend. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That sort of change in mindset hasn't taken hold yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So far, what's come up is uh, be transparent with what you want. Yeah. With sort of have an open yourself, mind. Yeah. But with, the per- with the person that you're planning on, I suppose, starting a relationship. Yeah. Since you guys are clearly a success story, um, <laughs> Do you have any other advice you'd like to share aside from those two things? With regards to Tinder or with regards to relationships? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Online with dating. With regards to yeah. online dating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, online dating, it's a numbers game. And the numbers are in your favor. So don't be afraid to fail. You don't have to hide who you are or the weird things you like. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. be a flaming weirdo, right? But sort of balance truth with that, right? Um, but mm-hmm. you don't need to pretend to be somebody else. That's the magic of online dating. Because again, there are tens of millions of choices for you available there. You just have to be disciplined. Like you just have to be patient. Uh, yeah. Put in the reps, so to speak. Like meet a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. Uh, build your own systems if you don't like mine to meet a lot of people. And if you stay disciplined enough, there's somebody there for you. But you don't want to waste time on mediocre choices. Wait for those early signs that someone's right for you. For me, I think as a woman, there's a lot of baggage that comes with dating for sure. And 
it's it's not as straightforward. I su- I mean, I guess as a woman, like we're expected to be more, you know, like you have to play hard to get, or you yeah. have to kind of like enclose yourself and not show your hand because, siempre, you might be taken advantage of. Like if you show some, mm-hmm. if you show someone that you like him so much, he might think, oh, you're not worth a lot, or you're not worth the the effort I'm gonna put in. I think that's super outdated, and I think yeah. that. I mean, this is just personally, of course. I mean, everyone has different personalities, so I have to say that maybe not everyone, um, but at least really think about what you really want out of online dating and what do you really want in a partner. I think you have to be super specific about that and knowing that in your head just to go after it and not tiptoe around the relationship or be afraid of being vulnerable because you think you're going to be taken advantage. I mean, it, it sucks if someone does hurt you. Course, mm-hmm. that's yeah. very much possible. But for me, my belief is that you should always take that chance and you should always take that shot because you really never know. Obviously, yeah. which, that was a like a super lucky break, like <laughs> kismet. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have happened without the app. But I think you have to take a chance and you have to ask for what you want. You know, don't mm-hmm. wait for it to come to you. Don't wait for him to ask you. You know, <laughs> I think you should just like say, "Hey, um, I want this. Do you want it too?" And if the answer is no, then move on. Then move on. Again, Correct. Like said, there are so many other people yeah. there who might be an even better match. Actually, Correct. if someone does not want the same thing you want, then just why waste time? Even better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have the perfect excuse. Correct. Just keep on looking until you find that person. So that's my advice, I guess, on the female side of things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I like your perspective a lot just because. Um, it's very direct to the point. Yeah. You knew what you wanted and you got what you wanted. I mean, lucky mm-hmm. for you guys, you actually found the best partner and the best suit for you. Like you said earlier, you guys truly believe that you mm-hmm. were perfect for you are perfect for each other. It's, they are. It's good <laughs> because I mean I mean it's important that people know that this is possible. Of course, if for them it happened fast. For others, it might take a while longer to find that person. As James said, like he was able to go through something like 52,000 swipes in like the span of <laughs> 21 days, right? If he was really <laughs> averaging 2,500. But it's a great story because it really shows you that if you know what you want and you go for it, then things can end well. Would you say that I was right in that? I think there's a lot of pitfalls for sure. Um, yeah. A lot of our friends mm-hmm. were actually very very inspired when they heard our stories and they got on Tinder and I have heard some pretty horrible stories. I do have yeah. to say though that they didn't execute with this. <laughs> Sorry um, to use all the business terms, but the metric is no longer time. The metric is contacts per person. Right? Okay. So, so you're trying to increase the total number of people you contact and reduce the number of contacts per person before you decide. So, so I think people don't understand that the luck becomes a matter of time because of the millions of choices. It's about discipline and execution. Well, for me, I mean, again, there would be pitfalls and you will make some mistakes. It's just like running a business, right? The dream is infinite, but the capital is not. So (laughs) I think there definitely are going to be troubles. There's definitely going to be difficulties in the execution but at the end of the day, you have to take the chance again. It's it's really all about taking that chance on someone or taking a chance on yourself, really. And yeah. just go for the thing that, that you think will be perfect for your own life. So you miss 100%. You miss all the chances you don't take, all the shots you don't take. 
So I think that has been uh, the most refreshing perspective we have had. <laughs> I guess because you guys got what you wanted. So you guys were very lucky and uh, very smart about it too. So I just want to say like super thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm, yeah, I'm really glad that you guys did. Yeah, you guys are definitely going to be an inspiration for many, I think, listening. Because some of the James other stories... James should write a bit yeah. of a book about this. Or like some sort of... <laughs> should write something. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a short thing and just a guide. <laughs> yeah, the art of the match or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's something I've been, I've wanted to do. You guys should you should co-write it. It would be more inspiring. By co-write meaning Liz will write and James will yeah, dictate. I, I will write. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. so much. Thank, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Yes, Have a great day. Have a good one. Okay. You, you too. Swipers Anonymous is a Mighty Media production. Our theme song is by Ian Amane. Sound in production by Luis Cruz. If you have questions, want to reach out, or want to be on the show, or just want to chat, contact us at milotiberiusmedia at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-O-T-I-B-E-R-I-U-S media. milotiberiusmedia at gmail.com. 